So these are the 10 topics that I think we really need to normalize in our society today. These are all things that can easily make us feel isolated. Working on these 10 areas of my life really helped me grow. I want to be a part of the movement that helps get rid of the stigma behind a lot of these topics. Hey friends, I'm nurse coach Sean, and this is my podcast. In this podcast, I will be sharing with you how to create a well and balanced life that connects with who you truly are, whether it be a meditation or mindfulness practice, an insightful interview, or just sharing my own journey and expertise on different life and wellness topics. Hopefully, if you're listening, you will walk away feeling more aligned in your purpose. This is your permission to cultivate radical self-love. This is your encouragement to create a more fulfilling and vibrant life for yourself. This is your invitation to lean into your curiosity and intuition. Together, let's build a compassionate space through which to heal. Welcome to the Aligned and Well podcast. Hey guys, I hope you're having an awesome week. I got the inspiration to record this podcast from a live series that I did on my Facebook page, where I basically talked about 10 different topics that I want to help normalize. I think talking about these things and starting this conversation is really important because these are all things that can easily make us feel isolated. And when we talk about them and when we normalize them, it can help us overcome certain obstacles in life and allow us to move forward and show up in a different way. I was debating on whether or not to make each of these a separate episode, which I could very well do, but I also think that it would be helpful to just start the conversation about all of these topics that society and cultural norms have made us believe are not normal, when in fact they are. Every human experiences and goes through these things, and it's about time that we normalize some of these topics so that we can utilize them as a way for us to heal and to find alignment, and to show up in the best way that we can for ourselves and the people that we love and serve. With this series of topics that I'm going to talk about in this episode today, I know that there are people out there who may feel uncomfortable when they hear some of this stuff, and I want to be a part of the movement that helps get rid of the stigma behind a lot of these topics. What I'm trying to do is create a community that cultivates just being real and authentic Part of our self-development and growth as human beings includes normalizing sometimes these negative things that not a lot of people want to admit they experience themselves. The human experience is so multifaceted, and when we can get to a point where we are normalizing each aspect of that experience, there is so much growth and healing and peace that can come from that. So the first thing that I want to normalize is talking about mental health and the conversation around mental health. This topic is honestly the one that sparked my desire to want to do this series because it's something that is definitely stigmatized and controversial. It can be an uncomfortable topic for a lot of people. Recently, I made a post on Facebook several weeks ago and I shared pretty vulnerably that I was having a really bad mental health day. I woke up feeling anxious and depressed for no reason. You know, all I did was cry. I got a lot of really positive responses from people saying that they resonated with it and that 
They were also not having a good mental health day. But I also got some responses from people saying, why did you post that? That's not something you should share. These types of comments kind of help prove this point that I'm about to make here is that most people only share their highlight reels on social media, and no one usually posts the hard stuff. People are only sharing things that they are celebrating or happy about. Or if it is something sad or negative, it's something that universally everyone can share in that sadness with, like a loved one passing away. You only see a fraction of somebody's life whenever you are scrolling through Facebook or Instagram. And I think we're all guilty of this sometimes. I know I definitely am. I feel like there are definitely times where I only share the positive stuff on social media and the things that I want to celebrate. And then on the days that I feel terrible, sometimes I feel like hiding and avoiding social media and not really wanting to show up and share my life with people. I want to normalize this. I want to normalize the fact that everybody has those days where they are just not feeling good. And I'm not talking about being sick. I'm talking about not feeling good mentally, emotionally, and energetically. And there are some of us who have more days like this than others. And maybe sometimes it happens more often than not. Not everybody is on top of it all the time and has a ton of energy and is always positive and bubbly. I'm actually someone who is considered a bubbly, outgoing, positive person, and I do really try to be that kind of presence the majority of the time whenever I share on social, but that is not me 100% of the time. It is a complete lie to think that anyone who may seem like they have it all together lives this perfect life where they don't have those bad mental health days. I sometimes find myself struggling with comparison, and I know a lot of people can relate to that as well in this age of social media. Looking at other people's highlight reels, seeing how awesome everybody else is doing, and comparing where I'm at to where they're at. That is not a realistic way to live your life, constantly comparing yourself to others. So with wanting to normalize the conversation around mental health, I wanted this to really resonate with those of you who feel like you don't have anyone to share your struggle with, and I want to tell you that you are not alone. I think we can easily fall into that trap of isolation because what we are consuming is the bits and pieces of other people's life that they want us to see, and we're not getting the full picture. So I do want to encourage any of you who struggle with mental health to not think any less of yourself just because you're struggling. And just know that your experience is valid. Your experience is human. It is 100% normal. The next thing I want to normalize is being okay with our bodies exactly as they are in this moment. This particular topic is important to me because I have had to make a lot of mindset shifts in the last couple of years about my own body image and the way that I see myself during different phases of my life. With body image, there are three main points that I wanted to make here. The first one being that the way somebody looks on the outside does not dictate how healthy they are. It can be easy to jump to conclusions and judge other people and ourselves for the way that we look and assign a level of health to ourselves or another person that may not reflect how healthy or unhealthy we actually are. 
When we are able to be okay and accept our bodies in our current state, whatever that may look like, that starting place is going to be a more productive marker for how we can move forward and how we can build a healthy future that we define for ourselves. Being compassionate to ourselves and being aware of the current state our body is in and being okay with where we are right now will help us continue to live in a healing way and not a self-destructive, overly critical way. The second point I wanted to make about body image and body acceptance is that bodies change. As we go through different phases in our life, our body will change to support whatever phase of life that we are in. A perfect example of this is pregnancy. Or maybe you've experienced higher levels of stress at some points in your life. When you look at things from a holistic picture, your body will constantly change. There will never be a point in your life where your body looks the same as it once did. And those changes are not bad or good. They just exist. Judging ourselves for that change or assigning a negative or positive connotation to however our bodies change throughout the course of our lives can be really detrimental to our overall well-being. The third point that I wanted to make about bodies is that all bodies are beautiful. And that is just the truth. There are so many things that we can tell ourselves to convince us that we're not beautiful. There's so many comments that we can hear from other people, from society, that we try to use as evidence that our bodies are not beautiful. And that is just not the truth. The truth is, there are so many wonderful things that our body does for us every single day. And they are taken for granted. We wake up every morning and our heart is beating. We're able to breathe. We're able to smell, to see, to touch, to digest food, to build muscles. We have the ability to use our bodies in all of these different ways in life that we don't really even think about. Because it's not something that's really put in the front of our minds. So that is one thing I wanted to offer you is that even though it doesn't feel like it to you all of the time, the truth is that your body is beautiful. The third thing is normalizing rest and taking breaks. So I consider myself to be a go-getter. You know, I try to keep myself really busy. I always have this feeling that I need to be productive all the time. Then I feel guilty if I'm not productive or if I spend the whole day taking a little bit of time to rest and to unplug, lay on the couch, not really do anything, I think that the constant need to be productive and cram all of these projects in and make never-ending to-do lists is a harmful aspect of our culture today. When you think about it, in a 24-hour day, you cannot function to your highest capacity unless you have a good amount of rest. And rest can look like a lot of different things. You may need to be getting more sleep. You may need to rest physically where you take a couple days off of physical activity, rest your muscles, take a hot bath. Maybe you've been killing it at the gym or overexerting yourself a lot physically. You may need to rest mentally. Maybe you've been spending a lot of time and energy in areas that really drain you mentally, and you might have to do things like mute social media or block friends on your feed that are not feeding your soul. You may need to take a couple of days off of work 
and rest and do things that bring you joy, things that are fun and entertaining. Maybe schedule a babysitter and go have a date night, either with a partner or by yourself. Listen to your body. Our bodies tell us when we need to take a break. There are so many ways that we can rest, and when we don't listen to our bodies and we push through all of those signs for the sake of being productive, we actually end up not being productive because we're running on empty. You can't live a fulfilled life. You can't be well if you don't have anything left to give. So rest is super important for our physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, social well-being. Number four, having and hearing different opinions. Now, the time that we currently live in truly feeds off of hatred and polarizing opinions because that's what tends to get the most reaction out of people. When we hear an opinion that is different from what we believe or different from what we are used to hearing, a common instinct that can come up for us is to get defensive because another perspective can seem threatening to our own, when in fact it should be eye-opening and enlightening. Differing opinions shouldn't mean I'm right, they're wrong. It should mean that there are just so many different ways of looking at the world And when we get so consumed with interpreting every opinion that we hear as a threat to ourselves, that's when we start to feed into that hateful culture. When we are holding on to all of this hatred and negativity, engaging with that on a consistent basis, consuming that type of media, and allowing a different opinion to mean a personal attack on us, that's where it becomes a huge problem. Whenever we perceive something as a threat, we go into a fight-or-flight response. And that fight-or-flight mentality, when it comes to having open and honest conversations about different topics, can really impact our health and our overall wellness. I think one of the things that we should normalize is that not everyone will agree with us. And that having and hearing a different opinion is actually a beautiful part of the human experience when we're open to it. The fifth thing that I wanted to normalize is imperfection and the idea that we don't need to be perfect. So whenever we were kids, we were very easily influenced. And all we wanted to do was get validation and feel like we belong. And back then, we didn't have the capacity to give ourselves that validation. So as children, we sought it from others, usually our parents or role model figures As teenagers, we would seek validation from our teachers or peers. And in adulthood, that pool of people that we seek validation from gets smaller and smaller. And sometimes when we were kids, we didn't always get that validation that we sought out. When we become adults and we don't learn to accept our imperfection and to be our own source of validation, then we're always going to think that something's wrong with us. And that perfectionism mentality can begin to turn into something really harmful. So I want to normalize the idea of being imperfect because every human is imperfect. There is no such thing as the perfect person or the perfect way to launch a business or the perfect daughter or friend or mother or wife. As humans, we will make mistakes and missteps in every area of our life. And that is the beauty of being human. We get to make those mistakes. We get to be imperfect and we get to take those imperfections 
and utilize them to grow and evolve and become better versions of ourselves as we go through life. So I don't think being imperfect is ever a bad thing. If anything, acknowledging your imperfections can be a huge strength, and it can be something that you leverage to help you grow. Number six, I want to normalize being uncomfortable. If you are uncomfortable speaking in front of an audience or moving to a different city, even though you've spent your whole life in your hometown and that's all you know, or if you are thinking about quitting your job to start your own business, if you have something that you want to do, but you are afraid to do it because it will make you uncomfortable, I want to challenge you a little bit. You know, typically whenever we are uncomfortable, we tend to shy away from whatever it is that's making us uncomfortable. But maybe being uncomfortable is your intuition leading you to growth. That uncomfortable feeling that comes up is natural with things that we don't know anything about and things that are new to us. When you fall back on the safe choice to stay in your comfort zone, you're not really giving yourself the opportunity to grow. Now, I'm not saying anything against people who want to be comfortable and stay in your comfort zone. That can really lead you to a great life and you can be really happy staying where you're at and not stretching yourself that much. But if you are someone who is wanting more out of your life and who thrives in that growth mindset and by pushing your limits a little bit, if you are someone who has big dreams for your future, I encourage you to lean into that feeling of being uncomfortable because all of that lies on the other side of your comfort zone. That uncomfortable feeling may be your intuition giving you a sign and nudging you to take that leap. Now on the topic of being uncomfortable, the seventh thing that I wanted to normalize is saying no, or really more generally speaking, setting boundaries. This is going to be for my chronic people pleasers out there. I am definitely a recovering people pleaser and I do still struggle with this sometimes. But this is something I wanted to speak on because a lot of times whenever you are a person who considers yourself to be very compassionate, a natural giver, or you like to just make people happy, you enjoy being a caring and compassionate person, a difficult thing to do is to be comfortable setting boundaries and saying no to people. In the past, I have definitely felt guilty for saying no. Sometimes I feel like it's my responsibility to do what somebody asks. I had to start really shifting this feeling of guilt because it's not always in the best interest of everybody to be able to do what somebody asks you to do at all times or to please everybody. Sometimes when you say yes, you're saying yes to something that isn't aligned with you or that fits into your life. Let's say you already have a full plate and you have so many things on your schedule, you're feeling overwhelmed and overbooked. Then somebody asks you on top of that to do a task for them or plan a party or watch their dogs for one day or look over a project they've been working on and essentially help them with something that will ultimately take you away from focusing on what's really important in your own life. When you take on all of these additional responsibilities that don't align with you, it becomes very difficult to prioritize your own wellness and to take care of yourself to fill your cup so that you are giving from a place of abundance. You can't constantly give away all of your time and energy to everybody else without scheduling any time for yourself and setting boundaries to protect your energy. 
I mean, the worst thing that can happen when you say no to somebody is that they get irritated or mad at you. Their response is not your burden to carry. It took a long time for me to realize that me saying no is not the same as me making other people unhappy or me being inconsiderate. It means I'm setting a healthy boundary and however they choose to react to that boundary is their issue. It's definitely difficult to see it that way sometimes because when you are someone who is very in tune with the way that other people feel and when you care so much about how other people feel, it can be difficult to detach your boundary from their feelings. My suggestion for that is to practice. Acknowledge how uncomfortable it feels for you at first. When you allow yourself the space to sit with being uncomfortable, it becomes easier to no longer let other people's reactions dictate your decision to say no or to set that boundary. Ultimately, you are setting these boundaries to protect your own energy and to make sure that you are doing the things that you need to do to show up in every area of your life in the best way possible. Once we start embracing the beauty of setting a boundary and putting ourselves first, not seeing it as selfish or something that should make us feel guilty, it ends up being something that increases our ability to give to others in a more powerful way. It's not selfish to put ourselves first and prioritize time for our own self-care. Now, setting boundaries and saying no can bring up a lot of negative emotions, especially if you are someone who considers yourself a people pleaser, like me. And that is number eight of the things that we need to normalize, is having negative emotions and giving ourselves the space to process them. Any environment that encourages you to ignore negative emotions is a toxic one. So if you are someone who finds yourself in a lot of that toxic positivity where you feel like you need to hide your negative emotions and that you aren't able to express them or feel them, I really encourage you to find a way to create a safe space for yourself where you can feel comfortable and vulnerable to feel what you need to feel. Maybe that includes setting some boundaries like we talked about earlier. Maybe unfollowing certain accounts on social media that don't make you feel good. Or letting go of people in your social circle if they are some of those people that discourage you from sharing any of your negative emotions. If you don't feel supported by your loved ones, you may need to create some boundaries there so that you can have a space to process emotions in the way that you need to. Everybody does this differently. When you think about it, emotions are chemical reactions in our brains. These reactions cause a cascading effect where eventually we'll feel the emotions somewhere in our body. When we don't have a way to process and release these negative emotions, we end up holding on to that in our bodies and it bleeds into every area of our life. This means that we're not able to show up in the way that we really want to because we're harboring all of this negative energy and that energy needs somewhere to go. It's important to take time to process the negative emotions just as much as the positive ones. You don't need to feel ashamed or guilty for having negative emotions and needing your own way of processing and releasing them. Number nine, I think that we really need to normalize fear and just know that it's okay to have fear. Fear is considered a negative emotion. And I've seen this quote thrown around that you should push through the fear and do it anyways. 
I have definitely been guilty of saying this in the past, but I also think that this mindset doesn't allow for room to feel that negative emotion and process it and to really understand where that fear is coming from for us. Fear comes from a threat. And it can be something that is a real threat or something that we perceive to be a threat that is imagined by us. It's really important for us to get clear on why we are afraid. And then we can have more clarity on whether or not we should let this fear dictate what we do or what we don't do. Spending some time to really do this whenever we feel afraid of something will help us understand the difference between what is actually scary and what we perceive to be scary. I think that fear, and really all emotions, exist as an avenue for us to check in and slow down and figure out what is going on at a deeper level, both in our bodies and in our minds. Sometimes when we're afraid, it can make us feel isolated in that fear, looking around and thinking that nobody else is afraid of the things that we are afraid of. So that's why I want to normalize this feeling and encourage you when you are afraid, to check in with yourself. Where is this fear coming from? Where do you feel it in your body? And is it an actual threat to you? If it's not, lean into that fear. It might also be your intuition telling you something else. Fear can be a powerful tool that you can use for your own personal development. Sometimes that feeling of fear can allow us to create some massive change in our lives. And the last thing I wanted to normalize is vulnerability. How many of you hate feeling vulnerable? Vulnerability for me brings up a lot of the other topics that I talked about in this episode. Fear, being uncomfortable, negative emotions. There is this common misconception that being vulnerable is weak. Personally, whenever I share things vulnerably, I'm always afraid that I will be misunderstood or that people won't see where I'm coming from. I want to normalize being vulnerable because whenever you show up vulnerably, you are also showing up as 100% yourself. You are being authentic. You're putting yourself out there and sharing your truth. While that can be scary, it can also be very liberating. When you are vulnerable, you attract people to you that align with the most authentic version of you. Think about the people you are already the most vulnerable with your best friends, your family, and think about how freeing it is to be completely yourself around your people and not having to worry about what other people think. Being misunderstood is just something that comes with the territory of being human. Not all people will understand where you are coming from because every person has had different life experiences that influence the way they interpret information. The cool thing is, whenever you are vulnerable, people will either take it or leave it, and you still get to be you. So I encourage you to lean into your vulnerability and step into that, because whenever you are vulnerable, you are also giving other people that align with you the opportunity to connect with you and relate to you and create community with you. It's an amazing feeling to be who you are and not be so worried about what other people think. And the more vulnerable you can be, the more you will feel aligned with the people around you. So these are the 10 topics that I think we really need to normalize in our society today, because these are also topics that I have personally struggled with. And I have spent so much of my life thinking that these things were not normal. 
And if you are someone who connects with being an empathetic, compassionate, highly sensitive person who feels things very deeply and easily feels isolated because your emotions are so strong, I'm speaking to you in particular because that is what I relate to as well. And working on these 10 areas of my life really helped me grow and allowed me to really step into the person I want to be, the life I want to create, and to stop feeling guilty all the time for taking care of myself, setting boundaries, being vulnerable. So I'd like for any of you who are listening to reflect on these 10 topics that we covered and check in with yourself. Which areas do you want to grow in? What barriers do you want to break? And I'd like to ask you this. What is the next tiniest step that you can take to step into your power, overcome these obstacles, and start living a life that is truly aligned with who you are? Thanks so much for listening today, guys. If you resonated with anything in this episode, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with those who you think would benefit from listening as well. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I would love it if you would leave me a review and give me your feedback. Also, take a screenshot. Tag me on social media. I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Nurse Coach Sean. That's Sean, S-H-A-W-N-E. And as always, I am here to support you and serve you in the most powerful way I can. It is my mission and my purpose as a nurse coach to be an advocate for self-love and compassion so that I can help you leverage your own inner power and healing potential in the pursuit of a well and aligned life. I'm excited to be on this journey with you. Have a wonderful week. I'm nurse coach Sean. And remember, when all is aligned, all is well. Love you guys.